This is the Make It Happen podcast, a show for all you big-hearted creatives who are ready to make things happen in your work and your life, on your own terms, in your own way, and by your own rules. I'm your host, Jen Carrington, a creative coach based in England, and this is the first episode of season three. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the show today. This season of Make It Happen is one I am so excited to share with you and I've switched things up just a little bit this season and I really can't wait to see what you think. So interviews this season are going to be all about how creatives actually make things happen in their business. We're going to be talking all things morning routines, emails, taking time off, managing stress and pretty much everything else in between. More than anything, we're digging into both the nitty gritty of their business and also how they just navigate their creative life in a way that works for them. My biggest intention with this season is to encourage you to know that you can run your business and live your creative life in whatever way works and feels best to you. For today's first interview, I was joined by Paige Schmidt, a holistic health coach based in California, and we talked all things coaching and routines and taking care of yourself in your business. Paige is actually one of my clients, and I just knew I had to have her on the show because she runs her business in such an intentional and heart-driven way, all while still being super successful and meeting her goals, but without compromising her core vision or values along the way. She's one of my favorite people that I've been able to meet in my business journey so far, and I just can't wait for you to get to know her today. Let's jump on in. Hello, Paige. Welcome to the show. Hi, Jen. Thanks for having me. This is really fun because I'm going to be asking Paige a ton of questions in this episode that I kind of half know the answer to because Paige is one of my clients who, and I knew I had to have her on the show because she's incredible and the way she runs her business really inspires me. So I'm very excited to have you on the show today. Mm, thanks, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> so for anyone listening who's like, who is this girl? Do you want to kind of fill them in on who you are, what you do, and a little bit of your story and journey to what got you here to where you are today? Of course. So I am a holistic health practitioner, health coach, whatever you would like to call me. I teach women intuitive eating so that they can make peace with food, feel good in their bodies, and all without calorie counting, diets, or deprivation. So um, I've been coaching for the last four years. You can find me over at healthyhitsthespot.com. Um, And kind of how I got started was I had my own journey with dieting and I really struggled with diets and restricting myself and counting calories and um, keeping my own body in an unrealistically low weight for, like I said, about six years. And so when I got out of that and I learned that you can eat intuitively and still feel good in your body and you can focus on your health and how good that could feel. I really wanted to share it and inspire other women. So I got started from my own story, starting a blog, wanting to share this with other women, um, and then deciding to take this into a business, turn it into a business and get to connect with the woman who was connecting with my blog one-on-one. And I started coaching and I've been coaching now for about four years. So I coach women in one-on-one coaching programs and we do that all over the phone I have clients all over the world just like Jen and um, I also have online programs so online course called finally free program you do lots of cool stuff (laughs) thanks Jen (laughs) so this season of the show is a little bit different to the last seasons and we're kind of focusing on how creatives actually make things happen in their business and live their life on their own terms 
And I feel like the best way to jump into this is to actually hear from you, like what a typical workload actually looks like for you each week. Like what do you actually have to make happen and tick off the list every single week in your business? Mm, so fun. So my schedule looks like Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I meet with my clients, um, my health coaching clients from about 10.30 to 5.30. And then Monday and Friday are just total office hour days. So I never meet with clients on those days. Those are the days where I'll meet with my partner, Simi, who is my partner in Finally Free Program. Um, I'll meet with any other like collaborators that I'm meeting with. I'll do office work, which <laughs> that looks a lot like behind the scenes, like doing um, finances or blog writing or creating new content or writing um, I have a VIP Q&A newsletter where readers send questions in and I answer those every other week in a newsletter. So I'll work on those. Um, connecting with other people, all the behind the scenes things that take place on Monday and Friday. And I absolutely love that because it feels like it creates so much flexibility in my week. The first and the last day of the, the work week just feels so good. So you're a Monday to Friday kind of girl you take the weekends yep. off I take the weekends completely off um the only exception is my VIP days which I just started I have to do those on a Saturday and I really like to do those on a Saturday so we'll start early in the morning um and go till like the the afternoon and the VIP day is just an in-person coaching day where someone comes to visit in San Luis Obispo and we work on either their health or their business for that whole time. That's the only exception. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and so you've been in business for four years. How long did it take you to find a good groove with your weekly routine? Hmm, good question. Honestly, I have liked routine and craved routine since I was a little girl. Um, I always tell people that my mom never gave me chores. And so I used to make my own chores spreadsheets and hand them to my mom and tell her <laughs> mom you need to make me do these all my friends have chores and um so I've always just kind of craves structure I thrive on structure I thrive on getting to be my own boss and be in charge of my own schedule um and so what was your what was your question Jen <laughs> like how yeah how long did it take you to find this good groove yeah how long did it take so um, again, like having always loved structure, it didn't take me very long because I feel like that is one of the things that I crave. Um, but it did take me a while, I would say about a year and a half to find something that felt sustainable. So when I first started coaching, um, I was working six days a week and the only day that I had to coach was Sunday. So I started with Sundays and then when I progressed and kept going, I added in like Tuesday and Thursday night and I kept going and um, I kept shortening my other work hours and adding in more coaching time until I was at the point where I was coaching five days a week, Monday through Friday, and I had 35 clients and I had gone full time. So I had stopped any other work and was just focusing in on clients. Um, and I knew that it was so fun and that I was loving it and that it felt so good to be in business for myself and it felt great, but I knew one year from now, three years from now, five, 10 years from now, like this isn't going to be sustainable. I can't have this many 
this many people at one time, five days a week, I'll feel so tired. And so I would say that was about a year and a half later. And that's when I figured out that I need to have three coaching days from this time to this time. I need to have set session times and Monday and Friday need to be really flexible. And the weekends need to be just totally free for recharging because I do so much better in my business. when I'm taking care of myself in that way. Yeah. And at first, at first it felt like I was really taking care of myself, having the 35 clients doing five days a week because it made me feel so like energetic towards my business. It made me feel like I was just going and that felt really fun when I was first getting started. And then the burnout set in. All, all the, all the, how the hell am I going to do this when I'm falling? <laughs> <laughs> it was like a, yeah, it was like a beware of burnout. Like you're not quite burnt out yet, but you absolutely know that you will be. So we need to rein it in. And that's when I had raised my prices. Um, the most I had raised them, not too much, just like by like a hundred dollars a month or so and reduced the amount of clients that I took to about 20. And I stayed there for a long time until I started working with you and we figured out my next great price. <laughs> no I I, don't, I know we've spoke about this a lot like a coach it's because we because we're both coaches like I feel like as a coach it takes so long sometimes to find your best groove but it, that's one of the most important jobs to do in your business because you can only do your best work with your clients when you're taking care of yourself and your routine is working and you're not getting to that point of oh my god can I jump on this call I just feel exhausted mm. Yes, it's so, so important to feel in a groove just so that you feel clear and ready to show up and you know what you're there to show up for and you can just focus on that and you know everything else has a place. It's kind of like in my house or in my office when I'm looking at visually like my stuff or my things, like if everything has a home and it's in its home, I feel very calm and centered and like there are no extra things that I have to do. I feel clear and ready to work. It's the same with your schedule. If I just know, or my schedule, if I just know that everything has a place and a time um, where I get to give attention to certain things, that feels super good and I thrive on that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So my second question is, in your business and in your weekly routine, are there any tools or like apps or techniques? Like what do you do to actually stay organized in your business? What do you rely on? Um, a few things. And I would consider myself, I don't know if I would consider myself old school because I'm not old. I don't know if I can even be old school, <laughs> um, but maybe more like basic. Like I don't like super fancy um, finance apps. I don't like super fancy like to-do list apps because to me, it just feels like more clutter, like more to learn and more complicated than it needs to be. And so for my calendar, I just use iCal, which syncs my computer and my phone, my both computers and my phone, which I absolutely love. Um, and I'll put in there, of course, I have like all my client sessions. And then if I'm going to my friend Asia, who's a photographer here in Slow, who Jen also works with, if we're going to, we call it biz time, going to a coffee shop to work together, um, I'll put things like that in my calendar or um, if I'm, you know, any, any things that I'm going to or meeting to, I'll put that in my calendar. I'll also put in my calendar, um, like editorial things when I want to write certain things. Um, in terms of my to-do list, I love using the reminders app on my iPhone because that also syncs my computers and my phone. 
So I have different lists for life, uh, but I have one that's just for work, uh, one for Healthy Hits the Spot, and then one for Finally Free. And I'll put any things that I have to do there. And I make sure to not overcrowd it. Like I won't put email on my to-do list because I know that I'm going to do email no matter what. Like I'm going to check my email no matter what. So I don't need to overcrowd the list. I'll just put the things on there that I that I know are more like get this done today or in the next couple of days and then check it off. That is so funny because I do exactly the same thing with email. Like I know it's going to get done, but I don't put it on my to-do list because it's just going to make me feel like I have more work. Yeah, it just it just feels like too much, right? Yeah. <laughs> the only time I put email on my to-do list is if I've just gone on like a week-long vacation and it's like the day before I'm going to start work the next day and I just want to have a visual of a few things that I'm going to focus on. And the first one is usually email because my main priority is like, let me just get back to the people who have like given me the space to not check my email for a week. It's the only time I'd put it on my to-do list. You know what is hilarious? I do exactly the same. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) So my next question is, what's your morning routine? How do you get ready for the day, like for a work day? My morning routine is actually pretty flexible right now. Um, So I'll share with you... I'll share with you what it used to look like and how that worked really, really well when I was just starting um, and what it looks like now and a little bit about why. So when I first got started, I needed a lot of structure to keep me really focused. And I really wanted to make sure that things that I really cared about didn't fall through the cracks. So some of those things were showering and getting dressed for the day. (laughs) When you work (laughs) from home, you have to make that a priority. That's actually something I put on my to-do list for a long time. (laughs) Um, going to the gym or just getting some kind of physical activity and time to myself and then quiet time, which for me just looks like reading my Bible, reading a book and journaling a little bit. So those were the three things that were super important to me that I didn't want to fall through the cracks. Um, and when I was first starting out, I learned so fast that if I opened my laptop before anything else, like I'd be glued to my laptop and I'd be um, you know, a client emailed me, I want to respond to her. Oh, and now I have this other thing to do and let me post something to my healthy it's Facebook page. And I would just get wrapped up in it because it was fun and I liked it and I wanted to sit there and keep doing it. So I learned quickly that I needed to do those three things before anything else. Um, and I, I watched a video, I think Marie for Leo did it. And she talked about the morning and, uh, setting setting that structure up, doing those most important things at first. So I just started getting in the routine of waking up, doing quiet time, going to the gym, coming home, showering and dressing and eating breakfast. And then once I did those things, it was about nine o'clock and then I could start work. And that felt so good. Once I got in that routine, it felt so good. Like nothing's missing from my day. I can get all these things done, meet with all these clients and then by the end of the day, at a certain time, I think it was like 7 or 7.30, then when I was first starting, again, had a lot of people, um, I'd close my laptop, plug in my phone, and leave it upstairs and would just have like total disconnect time at night because that was another thing that I needed. So again, in the beginning, needed a ton of structure. I gave myself full flexibility on um, Saturday and Sunday, and then also quite a bit of flexibility with that routine on Monday, and then really stuck to it Tuesday through Friday. That felt fun for me, and that felt sustainable. Um, and then that changed when Marco and I, my husband's name is Marco, when we moved to San Luis Obispo, 
in California, which is like two hours north of where we lived before. And that really changed because I had so much free time all of a sudden. We moved to a place where we didn't know anybody. So I didn't have anybody asking me to do things constantly. So I felt like I had a lot more space to do the things that I wanted to do without worrying that they wouldn't get done. Um, I still had to and have to be intentional about the things that I want to do, but I more so just plan them the night before instead of having like a consistent routine that I do Tuesday through Friday. So for example, tonight I would open up my calendar, look at my schedule tomorrow and just check in with myself and ask what would feel really good to get done. See when I would have time to do it, book those things in my calendar for myself and then really commit to doing those things as if they were any other appointment and then when I follow through and I'm able to commit to those things and I trust myself that I can get things done, you know, more likely than not at any time now. Although I will say that I still like to exercise in the morning. <laughs> 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 Otherwise, it's like, I'm comfortable. I'm not going to go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's so funny? So I um, another podcast I recorded episode for this season, someone who hasn't been in business for six years and it's really funny because she also it's she also shared that in the beginning she had more of a routine and mm-hmm. as the time went on she came more comfortable with kind of being more flexible yeah. and I was like I think it's because you become more intuitive in your business and how you're responding right. just to your daily routine you become more co- confident in yourself to make the right decision I guess every morning totally I so so agree with that I so agree with that <laughs> so you kind of half we've kind of half explored the next question but in terms of actually structuring your work day and making space for breaks and kind of just navigating the day it sounds like you have routine more than you kind of spontaneously go through it if that makes sense but how do you make space yeah. for breaks and what do you do on your breaks and yeah are you, I'm, I know you take breaks but <laughs> right right Um, I always make space for breaks if I don't I don't feel like I can show up as much for my clients so I definitely make that a priority. Um, if I have a super long day, like jam packed with clients, I'll make sure to take a break like the whole morning. Like I won't do anything until I start. Um, and then in between every single session, I try to give myself about 40 minutes. And the way I structure that is I use time trade and that's where my clients schedule their sessions. And I just put in the same slots Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, it's like, 10 30 12 3 and then I think my last one it starts at 4 15 so in between that last one there's like 20 minutes because my sessions are 50 minutes long but I always make sure to give myself a break between sessions and what I'll do in that break is I'll send their follow-up immediately so that that doesn't like pile up and it's something that I have to do all at once later um I really like to whenever I can just get things done as they come up um And then once I've sent their follow-up, like I'll run and like get some water, go to the bathroom, like walk outside or check the mail or just something to clear my mind again and be present for the next person. Uh, And I definitely have, I would say, like structure, even if I'm being spontaneous in a day, like today, one of my sessions changed. And so it's feeling flexible and it's a client day. I don't really have extra work to do. I'm going to go to the gym with my husband in the middle of the day. So it's like, a spontaneous thing, but it's also planned. Like I know that's happening and I know it's happening at this time. And then I come back and I start working again at this time. Uh, however, the weekends for me, I try to make them completely spontaneous as much as I can. Um, and a lot of times like on a Saturday, I won't plan 
anything, even if I know that I might want to do something, I'll just let it be up in the air so that I can wake up in the morning and decide like, what do I want to do today? So that it does feel like that spontaneity is there. And then evenings are kind of the same thing. Yeah, I love that. I'm kind of similar. Mm-hmm. I Like work needs to be a little structured, but life needs spontaneity just to feel alive sometimes. Totally, totally. Um, and Asia always says, God is the best secretary. Have you heard her say that? <laughs> I absolutely love it. She always says it. And so now I always say it. And so I'll also add that if I'm feeling like extra tired one day or something and someone's canceled or rescheduled and I have an empty space, I will not make myself just work through that time. Like I'll consider it like God's the best secretary. Like he knew I needed a little break. Like I'm going to go for a walk or do something to recharge or I'm going to lay down. Like I'm going to use this break to do whatever I need. I'm not just going to make myself work through it because it's a work day. Um, it's the whole don't work harder, work smarter kind of thing. And also truly when you're taking care of yourself and you're making the most important things in your life a priority, work doesn't need to be your only priority. When you're making the most important things a priority, you feel the best and then your business does the best. Oh, I could just stop this episode right there because that (laughs) is, that is the most important message. (laughs) Yes, I agree. So what does your workspace look like? Are you like, do you have a desk? Do you like to work from the coffee shop? Do you like to work from yourself? Or what's your favorite kind of workspace? What a fun question. Oh my gosh, you're speaking to my childhood self. (laughs) I used to rearrange her bedroom every three weeks just because I thought it was so fun. And and by the way, everybody listening, I still do the same thing to my office. (laughs) It's like my own personal play space. And if I feel like I need to hit refresh, I'll just change the furniture around, change some of the pictures. Um, so my workspace, I have an office at home, which I absolutely love. I tried working, um, at an out of home office just for a little bit and realized that that made me feel more tired than anything else. (laughs) And so being at home, I feel super, um, just energized. My office is really bright. I have a standing desk in my office that I work from 90, 95% of the time. I just, I love standing. I feel so much more energized, so much more focused. Um, and then I have a sitting desk that, uh, that's where I keep my, my iMac, my bigger computer. And sometimes I'll, I'll sit down if I just feel like I need to sit or I just feel like I need that energy. Um, and yes, so that's my, that's my office space. I, I have a whiteboard in my office that I bought with the intention of making like business plans and things because it just seemed like a good idea and quickly learned that I really didn't care about that. (laughs) And so (laughs) instead I have words like permission and fun and yes and love and like my favorite numbers and one day at a time and little encouraging things uh, like continue walking forward at all times, things that encourage me, just short little phrases that I can glance over and that really encourage me. Um, so that's my office space. I love being in my office space for sure when I'm meeting with clients um, or when I'm doing a VIP day, we'll usually do like uh, half time at a coffee shop, like go to lunch and then come back and work in the office for a few hours. Um, and then during the week, whenever I can, I love starting the morning for a few hours from a coffee shop before I start meeting with clients. So doing email um, blogging, writing, brainstorming, catching up on any project that I'm working on. I just love having that fun free time at a coffee shop, um, early in the morning. 
That sounds awesome. Um, I love, I, if I don't get out to a coffee shop, like in the week, like, and I used to be like a complete hermit, like Asia will tell anyone this, like she would just be like, Jen, you need to get out more. So, but um, if I don't get out to a coffee shop now, I kind of feel like I'm not fully engaged with the world. Like totally. when, when everything you do is through the laptop and Skype, it's just like, wow, I need to get outside and just like, just feel like the air on my face. So yeah. Totally. I feel so much more energized when I get out and go to a coffee shop during the work week, um, in the morning. And I of course have had weeks where like I've been traveling a lot. I just haven't been home and I just want to feel like grounded and just like stay in my office for the week basically. Uh, and just for anyone listening, that's also okay. Um, and I think like when we're talking about routines and flexibility and spontaneity, it's mostly just about checking in with yourself and getting really honest and asking like, do I, do I need to get out? Do I need to like, do I need to get out to have some energy or do I want to stay home? Like whatever you choose to do is okay. But just being super honest and asking yourself what you need, um, and being flexible with that. Yeah. Oh, I could not agree more. So I have a really boring but practical question. How do you navigate and manage the in- your inbox? Because so many people say it's like the bane of their work day. And I, you know me, I like to make things as joyful as possible. So I even try and approach my inbox with joy. How do you like navigate yeah. your inbox without it being this like overwhelming part of your work week? I really love that you just said that you try to approach it with joy. I actually love that. Um So I've heard people say that they have, and it could be anyone listening, that they have 2,000 messages in their inbox, and that would just kill me, (laughs) like stress, stress me out so bad. So like when I talked about at the beginning of the call, um, the, the reason that I like to be neat in my office or have structure in my schedule is literally just for the purpose of having a clear mind like a clear, fresh, like clean slate mind where I can dive into a client session and not be worried about anything else. And so it's kind of the same with my email inbox. Um, when I first started coaching, I used to keep it open and check it all day long. And then I read a book, I read the four hour work week. And the biggest thing that I took from that book was where the author, um, Tim Ferriss talked about how Email is just like, we can look at it just like mail, like snail mail that comes to our house. Like if someone sent us a letter, it comes to our house, we get it. Like we respond, we send it back. Like that's going to take like a week, week and a half, two weeks. Um, email can be a faster form of that, but it doesn't need to be like every 10 seconds you're replying to this person, even sending someone an email and getting a response that day, like is great and totally acceptable and fine. Um, and so I learned that I only need to check email like two to three times a day versus keeping it open all day long and checking it every time I have a break, um, and really letting that drain the energy out of me. So I'll usually check it in the morning and then in the afternoon. And then a lot of times I'll do one more check right before I totally close up for the day. So that in my mind, I know I have no emails anywhere. Everything's checked, sent away. Uh, I can close everything and it just really feels like a, like a closure to my day. Yeah. You know what I realized whenever I check email, say like in the evening or the weekend, I'm supposed to be switched off and say there's an email that that needs replying to, but I'm not in a state to reply to it because 
I'm not in work mode, I'm tired, I don't want to work, doesn't help me to then look at it and either answer it when I'm not in the right headspace or then it be on my mind. It's just, I started to realize I'm not helping myself by knowing at all times what's happening in the inbox. If there's no, the world isn't going to end if I don't check it. Exactly. And I don't have email on my phone. I don't check it on the weekends and I definitely do not check it at night. After I close my computer at six o'clock, there's no more email checking. A friend knows if she wants to get a hold of me, like the way it's not email, <laughs> just send me a text. Also, I feel safe knowing that if a client really wants to talk with me, she knows my email hours. She's super clear when I'll get back to her. And if she needs me anytime outside of that, she can send me a text and I'm okay with that. Um, because clients really tend to honor and respect that. Um, and you know, they'll, they'll text you if they have something really exciting to share or if they're struggling and they're like, Hey, I'm in this really pressing moment. Do you have any encouragement for me? And it's nice to know that like, cool, like I can leave my email alone because nothing urgent is there. If there's anything super urgent that needs an answer right now, someone will text me. Um, and so that makes me feel safe to not check my email outside of the hours that I check it. Um, but yes, it's not on my phone and I have really firm boundaries with myself. Um, basically for the reason of just what you're saying, like it's not helping anyone for you to check it during the times that, you know, like aren't the best for you to check it. The other thing that I would say is that if anyone is listening and they have 2000 messages in their inbox, I would almost just encourage you to like mark them all as unread or, delete them or whatever you need to do, because I can't imagine that at any time you're going to actually sit down and read through 2000 messages, right? Yeah, that's, I have so found. almost like just, just clear them. And if anything <laughs> is urgent, someone will probably write you again. Um, I don't know, just, just make that, make that go away. I was just talking with uh, one of my friends who had that exact thing going on. Um, and she sent a picture afterward where her inbox said like no messages and like best feeling ever. Um, and it's just good. It's so important for us. I think more than we know to have like clear spaces to move forward. Yeah. I oh, know. Could not agree more. I actually find having multiple inboxes for different things. Like I have a client only inbox, nothing else comes in there. And like you said, I think especially for any coaches listening, like communicating with your clients from the first, very first session or even before they book so that they know your email policy and your boundaries, mm -hmm. it makes it so much easier. Like, you know, for example, like I probably won't reply to an email after like 6 p.m. UK. Yeah. And, and there's, there's not, you're never like, oh, Jen, I hate you. Why won't you reply to me? Totally, totally, <laughs> ever. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, yeah, communication is key. Totally. I have separate emails inboxes also so client email my regular work email and then a personal one and my personal one I only check probably like once a week um my client one I always open first so that I know I've responded to all my clients today and anything else in the other inboxes like I can do that through the day it's not totally urgent um and that helps me feel really calm too you also said something to me one time in a session um I know I wrote it down, so I wish I had the paper in front of me so I could quote you exactly, but it was something about like how we're not empowering our clients if we don't trust them enough to like, like have like a little coaching break if we're going on vacation or to not respond to their email like immediately. Yeah, I guess the premise is like, if, if we try and make ourselves, if we treat our clients like we have to be like their emotional crutch. 
like we're not empowering them to know that ultimately they are capable of great things by themselves and that they should trust in the work we yeah they should trust in the work we've done together especially I know we've this actually leads on great to the next question because I know we've spoken a lot about taking vacation time and navigating that when you're a coach because you know and my client's gonna freak out if I'm not here for a week (laughs) and and then it's kind of like I love the way you approach it I know you say to your clients you know I, I believe in you that you're capable of being okay for a week while I'm away that you can put into practice all these different things so you're totally right it's having boundaries also empowers other people to have boundaries uh even just listening to this podcast and hearing you so yeah it totally does I have clients respond to like they'll write me an email and my away message will come up and they'll respond again and be like this is so encouraging good for you I'm gonna do the same thing this weekend um like my my away message which will say like I'm my last one said I'm vacationing in Catalina with my family this is super important if you want to do the same thing click here um and it was just like a post on disconnecting because I think it's so important and I think it's so important for us as coaches so important to practice what we preach or what we're talking about um or really like walk our own talk I have a little note on my desk that says be your own ideal client because I feel like if I'm putting myself in the same situations that my my clients are in and really practicing what I'm teaching to them then I'm going to have so many more so much more encouragement for them so much more empathy um I'm just gonna be so much better for them yeah I I really believe especially as coaches like we have to live what we want to give yes exactly completely or we're just an empty we're just we have to be full if we're going to really support our clients to do the to go on the journey that we want them to go on so and I know you just mentioned taking time off so my next question is number one do you take time off throughout the year number two how do you kind of give yourself permission to do that I know a lot of creatives which is crazy because people in normal jobs take holiday time but struggle to just give themselves permission and then how do you like to spend your time off what's the perfect week off look like for you so I don't have any set weeks that I take off. Um, we usually, my husband and I usually go every summer to Catalina with his family. And I know for sure I like to have time off when I do that. So that's pretty much like a set yearly thing where I'll take time off. Um, and then there's usually another like week that I'll take off completely throughout the year. And then sometimes like on weekends, if I'm taking time off, I'm fine with putting up an away message and saying like, Hey, be back Tuesday. Um, what makes me feel safe to take time off, uh, is to trust and to know that it is absolutely true that when I take time off and I take time to myself and I'm bettering myself and taking care of myself. I show up as a better coach. My business responds really well to that and always does better. Um, Nobody's going to die if I take time off. Uh, (laughs) Like my clients, as you said, like are super empowered to take care of themselves during that time. It's a great time to practice what we've worked on. Kind of like taking training wheels off, I guess you could say, like just practicing and seeing how it feels. Um, and then getting to come back to our sessions afterwards and talk about how any of that went makes people feel really empowered. Um, I'll always put up an away message if I'm taking time off and I will just let my clients know ahead of time, like, Hey, I'm going to be gone. And then if I'm gone for a whole week, instead of rescheduling every session that I have, because I talk with my one-on-one clients every two weeks, I just let there be, I let them have options. So I let them either reschedule their session uh, for one of the weeks around my vacation, or we just wait until their next scheduled session, which puts 
four weeks between our sessions. And I found that clients really don't mind that because it extends their six month program a little bit beyond just like you do, Jen. Um, and it helps them feel like, cool, like I get a little time to practice now everything that we're working on on my own and feel it out and come back with some really great things to talk through. And I get a couple extra weeks to my six month program. It's like, it's win-win and like you can't, <laughs> this is going to be the weirdest metaphor. Okay. My mom, I have two family cats in my mom's house. And when we still lived at home, it was okay when my parents went on holiday. Bear with me here, Paige. It was okay. <laughs> when my parents went on holiday, it was fine because we could look after the cats. And then when we moved out, my mom felt like she couldn't go on holiday because she didn't want to put the cats in a cattery. It was like <sighs> stressing her out. And I sat her down and I was like, mom, you cannot be a slave to these two fluffy, amazing cats. Like you still have to live your life. And it's right. kind of the same as as a coach even though it's up it's work that we're so passionate about we have to have a limit where we're like you know what I still have a life I'm still a human I'm still allowed to take a week off absolutely like, yeah it's just like showing yourself the compassion like I, whenever I'm be not showing myself true kindness in my business I always say to myself if this was a client if this was Paige if this was mm. Asia what would I say to them that helps me totally that totally does help uh, and also like when I think about it, when I think about having a coach, which you are all of these things, I want to have like a coach who is confident. I want to have a coach who is okay with saying, Hey, I'm going to be on vacation. I'm going to be off. Just be super clear. Like this is when your next session is. This is when I'll be away from my email. If you really need me, here's how to get a hold of me. Um, you're going to do so great. And I'm so excited to get to talk with you through th the things that you experience when I come back, like that empowers me. That lets me know that you trust me. And also like you've done this before, you know, everything turns out fine and you're not feeling super bad about taking vacation time. You're not like, I'm so sorry, but I'm not <laughs> going to be able to talk to you for two weeks. And I hope you're not mad. You know, you, yeah. you want someone to be like, Hey, this is what I'm doing. This is completely normal. This is good for me. And it's good for you. Definitely. I love that. So this next question, I am really excited to hear your answer. Um, where do you find the most joy in your business and in your creative life? Where, where where's the joy for you in all of that? Mm. Um, in terms of where I spend my time, I get the most energy from working. Jesus is a hard question. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I definitely want to say with my one-on-one -on -one clients because I love talking to them and I love when I'm on the phone with them. I also love in a totally different way, like being at a coffee shop and getting to work on something. Because again, like if it reminds me of my childhood self, it's like my childhood self who always wanted to be able to like be in charge of something and create something and like be the boss of it kind of thing and like get to be like creative and just like put it out there just how I wanted, I guess. And so I feel like I get to do that when I'm sitting down and just working on something my own and brainstorming uh, and letting go of the rules of how anybody else would do it and just having fun. Um, and I would say the thing that has given me the most energy in my business, which is completely what you and I have worked on is letting go of all the rules, letting go of how everyone else says you should do things and just tuning into what I truly want and what allows me to have fun in my business. And this year, like fun has been the biggest focus in my business. Cause I know that when I'm having fun, I'm more creative. I'm more excited to show up to my emails <laughs> and support my clients. Um, I'm more excited to jump on the phone with them and have coaching sessions with them. 
I'm more excited to share and create blog posts. Just everything feels better when I know that the main priority is having fun because I'm the most authentic when I'm having fun. I have the biggest smile on my face. I'm so, I'm just so, I'm just, it's incredible to see you having so much fun and like thriving. And so this next question is like not a negative question, but it's the opposite. It's Uh how about stress? What, what tends to trigger that for you in your business and how do you manage it and how do you navigate it so that you still feel joyful even when you feel stressed? The word that's coming up for me is dwelling. Anytime like there's something that feels wrong or, um, you know, a client has decided to like stop doing work with you for any reason, or someone misses a session or, um, a consultation doesn't go as you planned because all of those things will happen sometimes if you're a coach dwelling on those things and taking them personally and feeling like, what have I done? Or just like anything that doesn't feel right. Like when I first came to Jen, I was trying to work with this super high coaching fee that someone else had told me would be a good idea for me to charge because I was so busy and it just felt so awful. I hated it. I hated it so much. Um, I just wanted to change it so badly, but I felt guilty for doing so because I felt like this is what I have to do to grow. And when I started working with Jen and I realized that fun is the most important thing, I was able to pick a fee that was still higher but it felt so much better for me. And it just like freed me up to like business just started booming after because I was just so much more in line with who I wanted to be. Um, and so to me, that was like not dwelling and just moving forward. Um, and so I guess like the energy sucks or the times that don't feel good would be any time that I start to dwell on something, which I really, really, really try to avoid. So if something comes up, I remind myself that God's the best secretary. This absolutely happened for a reason. You will absolutely be fine. And you can absolutely trust the process moving forward and just keep going. I love that. (laughs) I think stress is just, I just know every time I ask someone this question this season, there's always something that stresses us out. I think it's how we navigate it that kind of defines it, it says a lot about who we are as a person, I think. Yeah. So even with my health coaching clients, I always talk with them about how when we feel good, we want to keep feeling good because we love the good feelings. When we feel bad, even if it's subconscious on some level, we tend to keep doing things that feel bad. So if something's not going well and we keep feeling bad about it and keep dwelling on it, like things are going to keep not feeling good until we can turn a corner and figure out what feels good and start doing that. Um, and so it's the same, like with business, like with food, I always say guilt never helps. We should never feel guilty about what we ate in business. It's like stress really doesn't help if you're stressed and you keep feeling stressed, you're just going to keep feeling stressed. It's not going to feel good. It's going to keep staying there. Um, and so we have to turn a corner and recognize like, okay, I am stressed. That's okay. Everybody's stressed sometimes. What's making me feel stressed And what can I do to even just feel 1% better um, and turn that corner and start working on something a little bit differently or doing something a little bit different? And I feel like it can just help us so much to empower us to keep moving forward and to start feeling good so that we can continue feeling good. I love that. I'm nodding along. (laughs) (laughs) So I have three questions I'm asking 
everyone at the end when we start to wrap up the show mm-hmm. the episode not the show the episode <laughs> and the first one is so this season is all about encouraging creators to run their business and live their life on their own terms and has there been a time in your business journey so far when you've kind of had to give yourself permission to go against the grain or do things on your own terms or outside of the norms of your industry is there a time that you've kind of had to experience that a hundred percent. Last year I did this super expensive, intense training and it was really great and produced a lot of growth in me, but there were also some things that just didn't line up for me. And I was only doing them because I thought I should do them and they just felt gross. They didn't feel good. It was draining me. I was feeling at some points like I'd rather just like hide in a hole than do my business today. That is honestly what it felt like. Um, and once I started working with Jen and I just started shedding those things and letting them go and carving my own path and realizing that this is my business, like this can be fun. This can be, um, not a game, but almost like a game. Like I get to design how I want it to look and I get to have fun with it and I get to approach it how I'd like, and I get to be authentic and share. And like, that's why I'm in business for myself. And I started realigning with all of that. Um, all of those things started to fall away and feel like non-issues. And now looking back, I'm like, those were so not important for me to focus on. They didn't feel important because they weren't. Oh, I, I love that. I think that is the mo- just giving yourself permission to even take advice that comes from a successful place and be like, this isn't for me. I think that's the bravest thing you can do as a business owner is to just be like, I'm going to listen to myself. And I, totally. and I, and you have been thriving this year by putting your own voice as the most important voice, which is incredible to see. Exactly. A (laughs) hundred (laughs) percent. So the next question is for anyone listening right now, whether they're a coach or any type of creative and they're busy, like they're working, they're in a season of working really hard to make something happen in their life Mm -hmm. from your own journey and your own experience. What would your biggest advice be for that person right now? What's coming up for me as you say that is to just like step back a little bit So it's okay to be busy. It's okay to be working on things. It's okay to be passionate about something. But if it's not feeling good at all, like just step back, like get some distance from it, like visually look at what's going on, check in with what's feeling good, what's not feeling good. If there's anything that you'd like to reorder or structure a little bit more, um, check in with your priorities, not just your work priorities, but your life priorities and see if anything's missing that really fulfills you. And little by little, start making those things a priority. Like if you need more fun, plan one fun thing this week and make that a priority in your schedule. Um, but I think just like understanding how important it is for you to feel good, to be able to keep going in your business, uh, that takes like some stepping back and looking at what's going on. I love that advice. I was, that's, that's perfect advice. I love that. <laughs> so last question is, what are you hoping to make happen in this season of your life? And how can everyone listening get involved and follow you online? I honestly just want things to keep going the way that they're going right now. Um, so many girls are emailing in from podcasts or blog posts and requesting to work with me. And I can't pinpoint exactly what it is that's going on, but I feel like I'm getting the most ideal clients. I love everybody who I'm working with right now and I'm just feeling fulfilled in that. So I would love for that to continue. Um, and I also just want to see our online program, mine and my business partner, Simi, um, 
finally free program. I just want to see that continuing to grow. And I also just want to see myself continuing to make fun a priority and explore creative ideas that come to me and just run with them because I can and I don't need any other permission. Um, And then in terms of where you can find me, you can find me online on my website at healthyhitsthespot.com. I blog there. You can also go to healthyhitsthespot.com slash services if you would like to see the services that I offer. And the social media places that I'm most active, I would say, are Facebook and Instagram, and those are both Healthy Hits the Spot. Um, And then I'm a little bit active on Snapchat, still feeling that one out. Uh, but that username is just healthy hits spot with no the. The page, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for making the time to do this. Yes, Jen, thank you so much. And thank you for being an amazing coach yourself. Oh, Paige, you're making me blush. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and there we have it, the first interview of season three. I really hope you enjoyed this one. Do go check out Paige online. I'll link to her website and social media in the show notes over at makeithappenpodcast.com. Look out for a brand new mini episode on Monday and a full episode on Thursday. And until then, I hope you have a really awesome day ahead.